Welcome to the vault where you can find the code to unlock your success. In this space, I invite real, inspiring and successful experts. We have eye-opening conversations about the way to reach your highest potential in life and in business. We will cover the mastery of mindset, energy, emotions, transformation, sales, marketing, thriving in business without losing your authenticity and balance. Hi, I'm Sonia Martinovic and host of The Vault, an entrepreneur, mindset mastery and online business coach with an obsession on real transformation. I'm on a mission to help entrepreneurs and other influencers master the mindset and build a successful and impactful business. Do you want to break free from your limitations and express your truest self in business and in life? Is growth your game and success your aim? Then you are in the right place. Welcome to the vault. Let's start cracking your code. And welcome to a new episode of The Vault. And I'm so excited. I'm not the only one because today Lisa Simone Richards is with me and we're going to crush some limits when it comes to PR and getting some visibility. She's a PR and visibility strategist for online coaches who want to be seen everywhere. Through her free workshops, masterclasses, mentorship programs, she gives you the insider secret how to get exposure and reach people without spinning on on social media or wasting more money on paid ads. Advertisement. Her clients learn the leather, rinse, read formula for more visibility, which makes them more sales. They go from invisible to uh, in demand, getting interviewed to top podcasts, partnering with big names in their industry and building their authority expert status, getting featured on major media like Fox, NBC, Forbes, Inc., and more. On the weekends, you can find her playing in the kitchen with her husband, petting all the dogs in the park, and watching way too many fashion styling videos on YouTube. <laughs> Welcome, Lisa. Thank you, Sonia. This is going to be super fun. I know our energies are going to match, and this will be a super high vibe, energetic conversation today. Absolutely. I'm all about high vibes, and my listeners know it. So I'm so excited. Tell us a little bit more about yourself before we start off. Ooh, okay. This is a fun way to frame this question because I often get, tell us how you got into this, but tell us about yourself throws me off. I'm like, okay, let's make this fun. Let's do a little personal, little business. Let's get personal first. You will find me at the dog park all the time playing with people's dogs, even though I don't have one. I have my two cats and one day hopefully we'll add a dog to the mix. Loved food. Like you said in the bio, my husband and I went to Egypt and he was like, let's explore this uh, pyramid. And I was like, another Sandy Triangle. Let's have lunch. Um, so food <laughs> is always the way to my heart. And he fed me at the altar, which I was so grateful for. As he was saying his vows, I was eating a shrimp cocktail, much to my mother's embarrassment. Um, and, you know, bringing it back to the world of PR, how I got here was, you know, even if I can just make a long story short, when I was 18 in my first year at university, I was having lunch with a girl in fourth year and she said she was going to be going to PR school. And that was back in 2002. Sex in the City was you know, at its prime. And Samantha Jones made PR look so fun, the fashion, the beauty, the restaurants, the parties. And I was like, I want to do that. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I spent a few years in fashion and beauty. I moved into working for an agency and around 2015, 2016, I found my sweet spot working with entrepreneurs, working with online uh, business owners, working with coaches, helping them to get access to the visibility secrets that like the clients I work with, Staples, Virgin mm -hmm. Mobile, Crayola, getting the same visibility opportunities that those brands were without having to pay 10 grand a month for it. So that's how I love to support people by leveraging other people's platform so that they can get featured really powerfully in front of their ideal clients, building their awareness, their buzz and their credibility. 
So what is it about the coaches and the people that you want or that you're helping right now? Why them? Yeah, you know what? I mean, I'm a coach myself, so I certainly have a sweet spot for that industry. And I think a lot of what online coaches, well, you know, in-person online coaches, they hear that there are two ways to be able to get visibility. They're all familiar with paid media, like you mentioned, buying Facebook ads, buying Google ads. And again, I think that this is such a powerful way to be able to market because, you know, think back to the 90s. It was like a billboard in front of a highway and fingers crossed the right person saw it. Yeah, it exactly. It is so powerful that we can go into Facebook and say, I'm looking for women between these ages in this area with these interests. Like how cool is it that we can be so hyper-specific about who we want to get in front of? Mm. However, I have learned myself when it comes to Facebook ads, number one, you cannot do it yourself. You need to hire a professional. <laughs> Wasted hundreds of dollars doing the DIY thing. Also with ads, you know, when people log on to Instagram, when they log into Facebook, when they turn on the TV or they're, you know, opening a magazine, they didn't do it to be served ads. We know how to filter out ads versus the content that we came for. So yeah. while there is a lot of power behind paid media, again, remember the second you turn off your ad spend, your content is gone. There is not a trace that Mark Zuckerberg has left behind for anyone to see. Yeah. So Paid media has its positives, but I mean, when I work with an agency, I'm spending three grand a month. And then of course I want to match that with the ad spend at the very least. So it's a super expensive game to be playing. The other way of getting exposure and visibility that I think a lot of coaches are familiar with is social media. So we've got our Instagram accounts, our Facebook groups and pages, our LinkedIn profiles. And with social media, again, how much do I love that we have the power to create our content, say exactly what we want to say, the way we want to say it. Nobody's telling us when we have to do it. We can DM our ideal client. We can send them a direct message via text, video, or audio. So I think social media is super powerful. But one thing the coaches come to me saying over and over again is, Lisa, I feel like I'm doing so much work and it's not turning into sales. I'm just creating so much content and it's so noisy. There are so many people out there doing the same thing. And I'd like to highlight for people, you know, creating that content nurtures your audience, the people who are already in your world, but it doesn't attract new people in. So this is where the work that I do earned media comes into play for online coaches. A lot of people are doing paid media. A lot of people are doing social media, but not a ton of them are doing earned media and that's leveraging other people's platforms. It's coming on a podcast like this one rather than starting my own so I can get introduced to new people. It's doing a live training in somebody else's mastermind group, serving content that's going to be valuable for the members and, you know, the right people can be attracted to you mm -hmm. rather than just going live on your own Facebook, in your own Facebook group or on your own Instagram account. Why not go live in someone else's group? Why not go live on their account? So it's really about figuring out what are ways that I can get extra visibility opportunities that number one, aren't going to cost cost me anything. And yeah. number two, they also bring in that third party endorsement. Even just using this conversation as an example, your listeners are likely meeting me for the first time, but they've developed a level of trust with you because they keep coming back week after week. So yeah. by the fact that you've vetted me to be here today, some, some of that trust gets extended to me. They know you're not going to bring on someone who doesn't know what they're talking about. So yes. why not do something powerful about the way you're positioning yourself? But beyond that, things like podcasts, television interviews, like they last on forever and ever and ever, and they're Googleable. So when someone searches Lisa Simone Richards and they're thinking about maybe working with me, they're going to come across hundreds of podcast episodes, articles, interviews that are all outside of my world, outside of my platform. So this has them start to think, 
okay, so Lisa's not just any other coach. She's like a trusted authority. So I want to see more online coaches taking advantage of earned media so they can position themselves differently, save a few dollars, and also be able to reach the people that they want to get in front of. Oh, amazing. That's very powerful, uh, Lisa. So uh, I want to suggest to crush some PR myths. So I'm going to ask you some true or false statements. Ooh, fun. I like that. <laughs> All right. First one. Uh, PR is a one-time thing. So you just go out once and then you're golden. You have your credibility builds. Oh, we all know that that is false. That is the jump off point. I love that PR is, you know, I find it's harder to get that first opportunity, but once you do the, the, the snowball starts to roll, you get more and more. So you can't just do it once and be like, well, I put it out there. Hopefully I'm good. Like there's so exactly. much content going out <laughs> all the time. So, you know, for me, I love being interviewed on 10 podcasts every single month. It's not like I did 10 for the year and I dropped it there. There we go. We're done. No, it's constant work to be able to make sure that you're staying top of mind. Yeah, amazing. Second one, PR is for brand awareness and not specifically to the, to generate direct sales. Ooh, that's a good question. Well, that's going to be a little bit depending on what you're putting out and what the context is. So I'm not going to have a blanket true or false for that because we know that Oprah can do an episode of her favorite things and promote, yes. let's say, um, a Dyson hair straightener, one of my favorite tools, and they will be sold out across Canada or the States, whatever country tomorrow. So it can lead to direct sales. Is that typically what happens? No, it's usually an opportunity to start building that know, like, and trust factor, generating that awareness, creating that buzz, creating that credibility. So now people know who you are and you've become an option. It's not necessarily the thing that's going to drive sales tomorrow. It's a lot more of a long-term strategy. So what you say, Lisa, it is for someone who is in there for the long run to say someone who is really building their brand and a personal brand and is not in there for a quick buck, but for the long run. Yeah, I always say, if you've seen an ad on Facebook that said, build a six-figure business on six weeks on the beach, don't come to me. You don't yeah. want to work with me. I am not that person, just to be completely honest. I work with exactly. clients over the course of six months to help them work on their messaging, finding the right people, learning how to pitch. And at the end of that six months that they've invested their time and energy into, they've got a skill set to use for the life cycle of their business. Like yeah, everything I, I was doing in 20. 2002, sorry, is what I'm still doing in 2022. The platforms have changed. We're maybe not on television and magazines as much. And now we're on Instagram and TikTok, but the principles have stayed the same. Yeah, but I love that, Lisa. You know, there are so many people who want, who are in there for the quick uh, sprints, you know, and it's, it's a long run. It's a marathon, right? So really building and you being honest, it takes like this time, but then you will have a long-term success or a long-term result is something that I love and implement in my, my coaching too, like build a strong foundation for a strong business or a strong brand. So I love that yeah. you said that. <laughs> and we have to be honest with ourselves that it takes time to create a result. Like for anyone who's gone to high school or college, like you didn't go to one year and then have a career. You had to invest four years in it. For somebody who's pursuing weight loss or muscle building, like you don't go to the gym for a month and then everything's changed. So the truth is for those longer lasting results, there gets to be an investment for them. Who doesn't love a quick flash in the plan turnaround? 100%. But the truth is that's really not the thing that's likely to be sustainable. Like, I mean, we've seen those dieties and whatnot. Those aren't the things that last for a lifetime. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love it that you're comparing it with a diet. It's exactly like that. What, what does it help if you, if you get the fat on right after two months? So next one, 
PR won't work unless you have a very unique brand. Oh gosh, no, not at all. Um, I want to make this easy for everyone. Congratulations. You don't need to be unique and special. Like PR works for every single industry. You don't need to come up with something fancy and fresh. Like it's when you think about PR news cycles, so I used to work in fitness really heavily. What do we have here every January? Lose weight, like not maybe not as much. The messaging shifted, but you know, it's get in better health. It's save more money. It's change how you eat. Like the same news is cyclical over and over again. So no, PR is actually not even that new and noteworthy. Okay, great. So these are not my statements. I'm just throwing things at you that people might have, right? So I love it. Uh, and PR is just advertisement. There's such a huge distinction between PR and advertising. And the best way that I can say it is advertising is saying, hey, look at me, I'm awesome. And PR is having someone else say about you, hey, look at her, she's awesome. Mm. There's a huge difference the way people perceive us when, you know, if you're going through a magazine and there's an ad for Tide, buy Tide with Downey, it's really good and cleans your clothes. Okay, cool. If you're reading an article and like this cleaning experts, like, you know what, my laundry game changed when I started using Tide, all of a sudden you're like, oh, maybe I should give that a try. So yeah. there's a huge difference between standing up, hey, look at me, I'm great, I'm so good at what I do, versus, hey, look at her, she's incredible. People trust it a lot more when it comes to third party endorsements. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It is, it is just like a referral to say so. So, so, but um, I had this story, right? So I just started with online coaching. So my listeners know that I've been in sales management for almost two decades and coaching and training. But when I got like a new coach online, right? When I started coaching coaches, when I started coaching people, I actually had someone who approached me in my first month, <laughs> starting out as a coach to be in the top 20 oh, of boy. some year, top 20 business coaches of some year. And I was like, where did you get that from? And what if I would have paid you to get in that magazine unearned, right? And people think that I'm the most amazing business coach just starting out for the first month. How about that? Does that happen wow. a lot? You can tell from my reaction on this video that I have some real opinions on that. <laughs> um, so for anyone who ever gets that garbage DM saying, hey, we're a top PR agency and we're writing about the top 40 coaches on Forbes, just pay us a $500 placement fee and we'll include you in the article. Run, hit delete, hit block, run. Exactly. I'm going to explain to you how that works. So there's something, oh man, how can I make this simple? Somebody is going to write a press release. Let's even, this is the example I love to use. I am an animal addict and my two cats, Peaches and Ginger, are the most wonderful things in the world. Bless my poor husband who at the altar said, well, I know you don't love me as much as your cats. I'm like, mm -hmm, you are great, <laughs> but they've been with me for 12 years and you've only been here for four. Um, and I said, this case, he knows. But I could write a press release and it would be called Peaches and Ginger are the best cats in the world. And I could submit it to Forbes.com. I could pay to have it published on a newswire and it could be reprinted on Yahoo.com and Forbes com on some little backend site. It's not going to be on the front homepage of the site. It's going to be on some tiny little hidden page that only bots are going to find. And then that's what they're selling you. It is not a real factual article because while I am 100% confident that peaches and ginger are the best cats in the world, this isn't necessarily a fact to the world at large. Exactly. So anytime someone approaches you with that, they're just paying to have something written on a site that has absolutely zero credibility, absolutely no pull. So please, please keep your money that it means absolutely nothing. 
Mm, so what are some quick tips that you want to give someone completely new on PR? What could they do right now in order for them to have, have results? Yeah, I think the simplest way to drill it down without making it a complicated strategy, the first thing is identify where is the right place for you to get featured. Where are your ideal clients paying attention? Is there a website they're going to? Is there a podcast they're listening to? And you can ask them, hey, when you want information on my subject, where are you turning towards? Figure out where you want to be seen first. Then figure out who's the person I need to know to get in there. If it's Forbes.com, is it like the, the small business section? And is there someone you see contributing articles there regularly? And maybe that's a person to reach out to. Is it a specific podcast that your clients are listening to? And now you need to find the host and approach them. Start with where do I want to be featured? Who's the person that I need to know? And then come up with an idea that's valuable for their audience. Those are the, that's the three simple keys to starting to get featured. Love that. Love that. That's really quick and good advice. And I love directly implementable advice. So guys always do everything directly after the podcast before it fades away. So tell me a little bit about a story of a client that brought tears to your eyes, tears of joy, oh. of course. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can, t I love that. I can bring this up so easily. I will always remember this and I'm getting goosebumps even as I bring it up and I'm getting tears in my eyes. Um, when I was just starting out as a solopreneur in 2015, before I was an online, uh, an online uh, PR and visibility strategist, I was working in an agency where I represented clients. Uh, in 2015, two clients that I work with, and I go to them now, they're identical twin chiropractors. Uh, they have a facility here in Toronto called Sports Specialist Rehab Center. So these identical twins, they buy the practice and um, they wanted to get some more visibility because there was a lot of competition in the area. We started getting them featured on some local TV shows. We got them some magazine features. And then we got an invitation to be on a really huge show in Canada called The Social. It's Canada, one of Canada's largest daytime television shows, airs from one to two live daily across the country. So it's one of those shows where there's a live TV audience. And because they were guests, they were invited, allowed to invite people. And they're Italian. So it wasn't just like they invited two people, mom, dad, cousins, brothers, yes. sisters, like half the <laughs> audience their family. <laughs> And so they did a great job on their segment. They ended up doing three different segments on the show. They ended up getting paid to come to the show because they were leaving their practice. So how cool that they got exposure in front of a national audience. They weren't paying tens of thousands of dollars for this like an ad. They were being endorsed by a show and they were getting paid to be there. But the powerful part of this story is that at the end of the segment, you know, the audience is milling around and uh, their mom came up to me and she just gave me a huge hug. And she was like, Lisa, thank you so much for helping my boys do what they love. And that was the moment that I like broke yeah. down. I'm like, their mom <laughs> is hugging me. And I was actually going to, I'm tearing up now as we, as I tell that story and I have like some bum knees. So I go to the chiropractors and I hadn't seen them since maybe 2016 when I'd last worked with them. And their mom was like, Oh my God, it's you. I'm like, hi. And so that was just, that was just such a nice story. And one thing I love about like results oriented from that, besides the fact that, you know, it made me cry is that they were getting exposure and winning awards as the number one chiropractor in Toronto. And they were able to open up a second location because they had enough traffic now coming in because they were getting this visibility. So that's definitely one of the most meaningful stories that's ever happened to me in my career. Wow. Wow. Do you have another story that brought you to tears, but then in the other way around when it comes to PR? <laughs> oh, that's funny. I was going to say, um, you don't know me that well yet, Sonia, but I don't cry. Like at the wedding, my husband <laughs> turned around. He was about to tear. I'm like, we're not doing that today. Get it together. So you know I don't have I mean, that many <laughs> 
but I do have one that was really sloppy. This was a nightmare. So um, back when I was working in-house for a fitness company, we had traveled to Ottawa because we were going to do their live morning show. So, you know, the way coordinating these TV segments are, I'm the publicist working on behalf of the CEO. I'm coordinating with the producer. So the publicist and the producer, we're talking about what the segment's going to be. And then, you know, the producer hands it off to the host, the on-air personality who's leading it. I send my CEO off to do the interview. So now producer and publicist are behind the scenes. It's the host and the CEO who have to have the on-air conversation. And this is how it began. We're excited to have Lisa Simone Richards here from XYZ Company. That was not Lisa Simone Richards. I'm the publicist behind the scenes. My CEO had a different name. So (laughs) they read the wrong name on camera and it's live. And she can't really say on camera, actually, no, that's not my name. My name is so-and-so. So So she just, you just see her give me a look from the live chair and continue with the, the interview. And I'm like, yep, that's. That's one of the worst moments ever. That was not good. And it's like, what can you do? You know what I mean? Like, I've given you everything you need. It's it's a live interview. I'm sorry the person didn't read the piece of paper, but like, what else could I do? Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. So, okay. Other question. What are the trends right now when it comes to, uh, when it comes to PR? What, what do you think that will happen after 2022? Yeah, that's a really great question. I think a trend that I would be, I would say is people aren't going to go as like wide and surface level. They're going to go deep. So rather than, you know, for me, I'm going a little bit wider. My strategy is different, but I think for people who are actually in the industry and they're not publicists and they don't want to spend all day doing PR and visibility, I think they're going to find, you know, their two or three best connections, whether it's a podcast host, a freelance writer, um, an influencer on social media. And I think we're going to see partnerships go really deep. So one thing I've been experiencing lately is when I'm a guest on people's podcasts, we don't actually just leave it there. Um, Sometimes we'll do the interview on a podcast and then it might be, hey, do you want to come and do a live in my Facebook group? Would you like to be a guest instructor in my mastermind? Hey, you have this thing coming up. Should I mail for you? And then when I have this thing coming up, you can mail for me. So I'm seeing with a handful of people, we're creating really deep partnerships now that go beyond having one interview, one conversation. So I think we're going to see, especially for the people who aren't doing this all day, every day, like I am, they're Mm going to find like, Hey, you know what? These are three partners who've really helped me get in front of people. How can I really optimize these relationships and take them deeper? Yeah, it's exactly what I'm experiencing right now. And people really feel that urge. I think it's also the pandemic, right? You know, people have been closed off to have direct connections and more of networking. And of course you would have thought that everything would go off online, but a lot of people stayed quiet and now it's opening up and people are networking, referring. And as you said, I I get some podcast guests who have already been a podcast guest and they ask, listen, we have this amazing topic. Can we come again? Right. Can we come again on your podcast? And you know, if it doesn't align, it doesn't align. It's it needs to fit the vault and the audience, of course. But if it's if it does fit, I will definitely invite them a second time. Yeah. Yeah. So you that's can great. Those relationships deeper. Is there any anybody you would say, okay, maybe you're not ready for PR? When when would you say it's a no for PR? You know what? I here's the honest, honest truth. I have worked with people who've come to me with, and this is a real success story. I'm going to drop her name so people listening to this can go and Google her. I had the opportunity to work with a woman named Marta Spirk, S-P-I-R-K. Hi, Marta, a few years ago. (laughs) And um, she wasn't quite sure what her offer was going to be. And I typically, I like people to know what their offer is before I work with them. (laughs) But she was like, I just just want to, you know, start getting out there, getting my name known. And as I'm going along, I'm going to figure out what I'm going to offer. And I was like, cool, let's do it. So she started booking television segments 
writing for different websites. And through those conversations of different topics, she realized that she loves speaking and hosting workshops. So what was really cool about her getting herself out there first is when she did television segments, when she did radio interviews, she was building relationships. So by the the time she had her first live workshop, when she was ready to know what she was going to offer... She had the TV host there as a panelist. She had the radio host there as a panelist. So these are like, people know their names. If you say, oh, so-and-so from the local TV show's coming, that's going to be more of a draw than this random woman's hosting a workshop. So by the time she was ready to offer something, she had figured out what her message was. She had powerful relationships to help her promote herself. And now when I see her a few years later, she's the host of her own podcast. She's doing TEDx talks. She's recently written a book. She still has relationships with these producers and she's helped some of them launch their own podcast. So I have 100% seen people who weren't quite sure what they were going to do or offer. They were total newbies and they have crushed it. So I would make, and you know what? Unlike Marta, I wasn't as smart as her, even though I do this for a career. When I launched my first program in 2015, I didn't focus on visibility. And when I launched, guess who was in front of me to sell to? Nobody. I just had followers, friends, and family, but I didn't have qualified buyers. So even if you're a brand new, what's the point of putting in work to creating a course, a program, or whatever it is, if you have nobody to sell it to? So Mm -hmm. I will totally make the argument, even when you're brand new, it is worth pursuing visibility. So people know who you are and you have an audience to sell to. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And you have, uh, you have something, an amazing giveaway for our audience. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. You know, one thing I would love to be able to share is, you know, I have a few things in my back pocket and I like to go based on the conversation. So, you know, based on what we talked about, what would be the most valuable for someone who's listening today? So given that we have talked about, there are so many different ways to get earned media opportunities and to leverage other people's platforms. I think some people might be wondering, okay, so should I be pursuing podcasts? Should I go on television? Should I be on role? What should I be doing? So something that I have is that how should I get visibility as an online coach quiz? And what this quiz does is it asks you a few questions to get to know what your business goals are and also who you are as a person. Are you like me with only child syndrome and you'll hop on stage in front of thousands of people with no issue or would that be terrifying? So understanding your business goals and who you are as a person, I'm going to share with you one of five ways to start getting visibility. And I also include a training video so that you can get started with it. So you can take the how should I get visibility as an online coach quiz at www.lisasimonerichards.com slash quiz. Okay, great. Because I just wanted to ask you, where can they find you? <laughs> of course, they know it's in the show notes. But as I say, it's always about taking direct action if you want to have results. So I love that you stated that. So one last question, uh, Lisa, is if I, what is a question that nobody ever asked you, but you would love to answer? That's a great question. Let's see. Wow. I don't know if I've ever been so stumped. I love this question. (laughs) I think my audience loves it too. (laughs) It's really inspiring. I think just even having worked with people over the last 20 years, I would love for people to approach me and say, hey, Lisa, how can I create value for the people who I want to serve versus how can I get more visibility? I would love to people to come from that service-oriented perspective versus a getting perspective Because when it comes to PR and when it comes to pitching, if I reached out to people and I said, hey, my name's Lisa Simone Richards, I have a six-month mastermind program, can I come on your podcast and talk about it? 
I would never get featured anywhere. Um, whereas if I lead with, hey, I know that your audience has been working on building their business and they want to reach more people. Can I come on your show and share a little bit more about how they can get exposure? That's what actually gets a yes. So I would love for more people to come and approach me from the lens of how can I get this message in front of more people and help them versus how can I you know, get something for myself out of this? Not that we don't all get to get, like, trust me, I'm trying to buy a house in Toronto. I want to get two. But coming from that service-oriented perspective is just such a huge game changer. I love that. I love that. See how amazing the question always gets something new about. So thank you so much. And thank you guys for listening. And we will level up again next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Vault respect for showing up and creating your next stage of life and business. If you like this episode, I invite you to dive deeper and stay. The S stands for subscribe and share. Make a screenshot right now and pay it forward and send this to five friends who can benefit from this value. The T stands for try and transform. Try the technique at least until the next episode. The A stands for action. Action creates success. Don't stay a student when you have a code. You should try to open the vault. And finally, the Y stands for you. This is about the most valuable asset of the vault and life in general. The one and only authentic you. So if this was your code, please comment and help the vault grow. Hashtag unlocked, hashtag next level, hashtag dive deeper. And see you next week to level up again.